Hey you, yes, you, you're welcome to this bonus episode of The Young God. I'm your host, Rodney, and my guest today is a Nigerian filmmaker, director, and screenwriter. His films include the critically acclaimed Fourth Republic, the Royal Hibiscus Hotel, and Road to Yesterday. Ladies and gents, I am pleased to bring you Ishaya Bako. He's an alum of the prestigious London Film School, and the second of my guests to have that in their resume. The first being Imano Okolo. That was a very fire episode, actually. I highly recommend it. And uh, I think they're just something about filmmakers. They're an eccentric bunch, especially the really good ones. And, Ash- and Ishaya is no different. You see, this episode is special because we didn't just chat and agree on everything like I usually do with my guests. You know, we had full-on arguments, challenging each other's biases and assumptions. We didn't just let things slide. And that was, that was fun. It was, it was a nice change of pace. You know, arguments for the sake of it can be healthy as long as both parties are, are, are arguing in good faith. That is, an honest desire to arrive at truth. And I think you'll both enjoy hearing us have that, you know, intellectual battle. You know, so Ishaya talked about the complexity of filmmaking, uh, his, his journey to becoming a filmmaker, you know, uh, um, his creative process, and that condition where creatives don't like the work that they make. We also talked about women and just acknowledging the unfair hand that they've been dealt in our society. So while this was, you know, a fun clash of ideas, in the end, we both acknowledge that no one really knows. We can only speak on life as we see it. And that's the tea. That said, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Do follow the podcast on IG at The Young God and at I am the young god on Twitter. Let's get it. Shia Bako. Mm-hmm. Now, you're supposed to hear like fanfare and yes. clapping, but when, when the actual stuff is edited, you're going to get all of that. Really? Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm. You're gonna but you know, it. like everybody is like a one and only to a certain extent. Yeah, true that, true that, true that. But then some people are more one and only than others. I see. You know, when you distinguish that's, yourself. That's, uh, all men are equal, some are more equal than others. Exactly. Yes. You know, some are gods, some that's, are memorable. That's an excuse for classism, I think. Is it? Uh, to a certain extent. But see, to be fair, life is like that, and life will continue to be like yeah, that to a certain extent. Even before, to a certain extent. Yeah, even before now, like, life has always been about hierarchies, about, about you know, there's limited, what do you call it, resources. Mm. You know, so is you. There? Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's say I mean, like, we're led to believe that there's limited resources, but then if you if you said this 200 years ago when our population was almost half of what we are now, mm. you wouldn't imagine that we could sustain with the resources that were then and the kind of wars and fights true. that were happening then true, true, because true. of the said scarce resources. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, like, we've done Pretty somewhat well. fine, even yeah. though we're damaging our environment and our, our world. But at yeah. the same time, like the world heals, just like 
the body heals. That's not an excuse. Back to your introduction. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but 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 you can see the need for hierarchies, though. No, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So as long as you can agree on that. Well, yes. So when I say Ishaya Bako is one and only. That's all. Nigerian film director and screenwriter, mm. based here in Abuja, all the way from Kaduna. I'm from Kogi State, actually. Oh. Yeah, I'm from Kogi State. I grew up in Kaduna. But oh, okay, okay, I was okay. born in Kaduna, so. Now we know, because on Wikipedia it says Kaduna. Uh, <laughs> we like to claim it. We like to claim things. But it's fine. It's, it's, hey, yeah, Kaduna okay. is. is yeah. It's home. It's almost like home, right? It's, it's almost like home, yeah. yeah. Obviously, it's, it's where you identify mm. your earliest memories. Yeah, um, true that, true that. Somewhere Kaduna and Lagos, interestingly enough. Okay, Kaduna and Lagos are where you came Yeah, because my grandparents lived in Lagos. So oh. my granddad still lives in Lagos. He's always like lived in Lagos his whole life. So. He's still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. He's a chilling guy, man. Yeah. I love him to bits. He's, he's and he's witnessing your, your, your excellence out here. Yeah. What does he not, say? He's not very impressed by me. It's just he's not? Like, yeah, he's just like, yeah. You, know, you, can, you, can, yeah, you can do you can't better. better yeah. do, do, do you know what it will take to impress him? Man, I'm not even particularly interested. Or, I, I'm interested in what will impress me if I yeah. keep on living on like, oh, how I'll impress. And it's good, like I said, like he, he keeps me on my toes to a certain extent. So I think. What about your dad? Your actual dad? Oh, my dad. My dad. My dad is stand-up guy, man. He's impressed. <laughs> he has to be. I want to. I want to believe. <laughs> although I feel like I've not yet paid him back for the school fees money that he has spent on my head. Soon come. So. I think that that's the other one that just needs to until you pay you know, to exactly be impressed. Exactly, once you finish. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. But more than anything else, and I think that's that's a blessing that I cannot overemphasize in my life. It's just that I've had family that have been very supportive. Yeah. Right? My father, my mother, um, my sisters. Especially when you're going to London London Film School, you're gonna need all the support. You Man, get. fam, like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as I said, I've not finished paying my school. So. <laughs> Let me once, once I finish, I think we'll be okay. You want to see the look on his face right now? Like he knows, he knows the debt he owes. Nah, it's, it's um. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think I'm fortunate. I'm fortunate to have gone to uh, the, the schools that I went to, Covenant before then, because I was mm. very young. I don't mm. think if I was any older, I would have been able to Do survive yeah. in Covenant. And after that, being able to go to LFS, mm. which is also a very good experience. I um, bet. Yeah, it's a good experience. But as I said, like it's still waiting to pay off. And film school in general, like like when people come and ask me, oh, should I go to film school? Mm. Uh, most of the time I'm like, Kai, it's a tough question to ask. Mm. As much as you get a certain discipline and knowledge and it opens your mind to many different things and many different um, possibilities mm. in strengthening your craft. Mm. Um, the cost of it uh, and the reality of it is it's, it's, it's a weight. And it's a weight in terms of like, especially living in Nigeria and making mm. money in Nigeria. Mm, mm, mm. But at the same time, I feel like really and truly, like with every industry, mm. there are these attendant costs. Mm. And I mean, like it's unfortunate to see like with doctors, like they spend this much money going on to medical school. And yet, a lot of doctors are underpaid, overworked. Yeah. And these are people that actually save lives. I only stood 
record people doing make believe. Doing things, you know. <laughs> <laughs> when you so, say it like that, <laughs> no, like, like I always know. Me, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm as real as, as I, at least I try to be as realistic as possible. Especially, I remember one, one time, like, one of an early film I did. Um, mm. I had my assistant director, this like big burly guy that's very aggressive. Right? Mm. And intelligent, I was like, I had the heart of intelligence with everybody. Because that's, mm-hmm. that's the thing with film that mm-hmm. I enjoy. Like, mm-hmm. you meet, like, you're talking to a wide range of people. Do you understand? Like, mm-hmm. if you're doing a documentary, so say I'm doing a documentary on healthcare in Kano State, mm-hmm. I'm meeting, like, really disadvantaged people that mm-hmm. have this incredible hope, uh, that are just living their life. Mm-hmm. You have the doctors that are working, as I said, about doctors. And mm-hmm. then you go out to the other side of the spectrum when you're shooting, like, uh, someone big budgets film feature film and then you're meeting like the actors that are divas that want their things a certain way yeah um and stuff like that just the attendant costs in producing a feature film um mm. and then you now try and extrapolate that to the kind of films that are being made world over you now realize that you're actually working on a much smaller budget mm. but still trying to achieve the same, um, the same type of results mm. sometimes well not all the time but yeah i mean like Back to, I, so my assistant director, big brother guy, he was like, we on set and he was like, oh, you know, filmmaking is one of the hardest jobs to do. And I'm like, oh, no, really, no, it's not. Like, it's not rocket science, first of all. You're not actually, like, being a surgeon, standing, holding someone's heart in your hand or someone's brain in your hand. You're literally recording people playing make-believe. Like, yeah. That's, that's what it is. That's really, yeah. The fact that, but the reality is because civilization and human beings, the only way we've been able to achieve our potential as higher animals, as higher animals. We talked about hierarchy. So <laughs> higher animals. Why did, why did you put it in quotes like it's not true, like we're not higher animals, like it's not the fact, even though we act like damn fools most of the times, but. So you've answered now. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you've answered. Yeah, so, okay. So yeah, so, um, so is being able to tell stories, like mm. what sets us apart from other animals mm-hmm. is being able to, to believe to believe in money, to believe that this paper that I'm giving you has mm. intrinsic value because yeah. we believe in the banks that house this paper and that prints this paper, to believe in a God that mm. you've never seen or heard, mm. to believe you have a spiritual, you know. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing, to be able to create sound, music, literature, yeah. um, all of that. So yeah. yeah, I mean, like, it's a, it's a, <clears throat> it's one of those things, like, film, I was just like, why, why, why film? Like, but... Oftentimes, like with a lot of filmmakers, okay, people, people ask that a lot. Why film? I ask myself a lot. Cause, oh, okay. Yeah, because I feel like you have to. Yeah, you do. You know, I feel like you have to. I feel like you have to. <laughs> to question what what is the purpose of all of this now? Like at the end of the day, have you found an answer? No, I think by the time you find an answer, it's time to go. Hmm. I have to think about that. Think about, no, think, think about it. Think about it. By the time you find an answer to what the purpose of life is mm. and why you are on this earth, and and when I say an answer, I mean like a full forming answer that's yeah completely at rest with. Mm. Then there are no questions again to ask of this world now. There's no questions again to ask of life. No, there's always questions now. No, and if there are always questions, then it still boils down to this main question. And I feel like once you have an answer to this main question, there's no point to life again, you know? I mean, I mean, I can ask you now, what is the purpose of life? The purpose of life? Yeah. You can never answer that, but you could also always answer the purpose of your life. 
the reason why you make the choices you made, why you're on this journey, why you get up every day and you go and do but what you rec- don't know. record people doing but, but you don't know now. You don't know. You don't know, but you... you I mean, like, you can speculate, but you don't know. Speculation is just... A, it's, just it's, it's part of the journey. You speculate until... You that is valid it. doesn't mean that it's an answer. Okay, but here's another way to look at it. It's not about finding the right answer, but asking the right questions. Okay, I can agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, so as long as you're asking, um, you know, why am I doing this? Why does this give me joy? Mm-hmm. You know, why am I good at it? Mm. Why do people look for me to do this thing mm. every damn day? Mm. And some of those you can answer, but some, and even, like, for example, if you're able to answer the question of why do people look for me to do this every damn day, even if you answer that, you still have some bit of like self-doubt. Like, yeah, I'm good, but am I really that good? I could be better. Could I be better? So there's always, like when you answer one, there's more to go. I think, yeah. yeah. But once you stop asking, you're dead. I think that's what you mean, right? Yep. Okay, yeah. Thank you for turning it. <laughs> oh, Johnny. Sorry, I ended up the, in, the, yeah. in the end of the road. Yeah, sure, yeah. Sure. But it works. Oh, yeah. it that works. makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So please, allow me to set the scene for the listeners. Please. Uh, we're in um, Ishaya's studio, yeah. slash office, slash man cave. It's an edit suit, Joe. It's not a man cave. Why are you calling me man cave? Man cave, because this is, this, is, this is all. Look at There's so many screens, like three screens. Yeah, it's to edit now. Yes, now. And, and thankfully, we have female editors. Because <laughs> we're equal opportunity on lawyers. <laughs> yeah, you, just had to, you had to say that just, just so nobody's in question. Okay, cool. He's equal opportunity, but right now. As I'm seeing it, it's all black. I see. And, you know, all very... There are plants. Okay, there are some plants. Succulents, you know. Okay, so he's tapping into his, his, his softer side with the plants. <laughs> with a nice little pillow on the couch. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's just one, so yeah. I see. Yeah. But yeah, and he's, he's here looking comfortable in some... What do you call these pants? Ankara? No? Yeah. Prints, right? They're sharp printed mm-hmm. pants. Black shirt. And he's... In fact, when I go here, I was writing a script... Sending an email, so he's always on the ball, as you can see. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's where we are right now. <clears throat> so, Ishaya, this podcast is called the Younger Podcast because um, actually, let me start like this: we cannot we cannot fix anyone. We can hardly fix ourselves, but what we can do is create processes, systems, platforms, ideas that help us along the way, and that's what this podcast tries to achieve it's it's called the younger because i believe that you know among us there are people who are you know who have taken on the challenge of living who are doing the most being their best selves individually creatively productively and you know just doing the most regardless of the odds and i think that is that is godlike because not everyone has that you know in them not everybody people are still figuring it out but those of you who have figured out and are just doing what the fuck you need to do to make yourself happy. Oh, you can on this podcast. Oh, damn. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Please. I, 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 you didn't give me terms of reference. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't, this should have been how you started off. Guys. No, well, go on. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was just, you know, now, now you know. Now I know. Now, now I know. you know. So, uh, it's, it's, so I tend to have the most interesting people I know. People who I feel embody this ideal in one way or the other in every field. You know, and um, you're here because I feel like you're one of those who is who is um, taking on that challenge. You know, just in fact, this past five minutes we've talked, I know that I'm in the right place. 
mm. at the right time. And it's one of those times where I feel like I am, I could possibly be the dumbest person in the room, even though there's just two of us. Ah, uh, no, no. But... Ah, no, no. Because in high praise, let me just be selling. We don't need to sell. I beg go, please. Just do just Yeah. So, so how, how did you get here? Man. Okay, let me not be wise ass. How did I get here? Man, I don't know. I, I think... Some aspect of the divine, man. First of all, mm-hmm. I mean, like, obviously that I'm alive to begin with. This is it's a good thing. I'm my, my cousin passed eleven years ago now, mm-hmm. uh, and his birthday was two days ago, the twenty fourth. Yeah. And like, obviously, waking up and then hitting it in my head. You know those kind of things that you wake up and then, even though it's been eleven years, it's like one person I want to say happy birthday. How far? Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. Um, through a jab or an insult, you know, uh, something. But then obviously he's passed, but mm-hmm. he's, you know, rest in peace. And so, I mean, like, first of all, life, you know. And what we were talking about earlier on, like, the whole purpose of it and, and, and why. So, I mean, like, I, I think I've been fortunate to a certain extent to be able to pursue this, to pursue doing what I dreamt of being good at. Because mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that. I suppose at the heart of it, when I decided to become a filmmaker and to chase this dream, mm. um, <clears throat> was pre- pretty much like uh, something that I'd be good at. And, and telling stories in this particular format was mm. something that I felt that I, I, would, I would be good at. And I thankfully, I had the opportunity to go to film school to do it. And just to be able to, to a large extent, choose the projects that I work on mm. um, up until now. I'm obviously far, far away from where I want to be or where I imagine I'd be, but at the same time, still grateful. Yeah. Uh, still grateful to be able to like just wake up each morning and say, okay, you know what, this with the frustrations of life, with the joys of life, to say, okay, you know what, I'm alive and I'm doing this. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like how I got here, just just fortunate series of events to a certain extent. <laughs> When did you know you wanted to be a filmmaker? I think when I knew, when specifically was um, <coughs> when I when I finished um, university. Mm. I went to Covenant University as I said, the first set. Mm. Yeah, so two thousand and three mm. to two thousand and so we graduated two thousand and six, which mm. just seems like a long time ago. Some people hadn't even entered university then. I hadn't entered university. Yeah, I didn't enter university. Look at that. <laughs> Then we'll go out and then think we're mates. Look at that. What's the life? <laughs> you see this life? But I mean, like, uh, that said, I was still, I was, I was incredibly young, which a mm. lot of us in this, like, finish from the school have in common, mm. as along with the shared trauma of going to the school. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, nice shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so after that, because like I did like a couple of dramas in the school, mm. and, and I think I and I enjoyed it. And, because like one of the things I enjoyed growing up was just film mm. and TV mm. and then computers. So mm. I, I liked ripping out, which is why I like getting the screens and shit. Mm-hmm. I like I, when I was very young, I was like ripping out computers, the motherboards, RAM, hard drives. Mm. I used to read on 
it's just sad to see but i used to read uh the guardian newspaper i think wednesday they had like the computer village section so i always need the prices of the oh yeah yeah, yeah so yeah, it's a sickness oh wow um yeah but i mean like that said no like as if i was at a proper ethical school i still used to ban that yeah like mad but uh mm-hmm. but i knew i liked computers and then once i finished my degree in management information systems i was like look if this is something i want to do for the rest of my life uh, what exactly is it that i want to do so i was able to convince my dad at the time for my parents at the time that i want to try film out and yeah i mean like from writing just bad awful scripts to going to film school honing my skill honing my craft um yeah i finished from film school distinction it's like the first time that i was like okay mm. shit you know this, this is this, where you want to be this is yeah. this is what and, and it's something i really genuinely enjoy mm. um yeah and then like just went into making films. Started out documentary, the mm. first documentary. So I fi- my graduation film Braids on the Bald Head. Mm. I think that was like the first time that I was like, okay, this is, yeah, you're good at this shit. And, and you want to be doing this for as long as you can. Mm. Um, and to a certain extent, I feel like I've been chasing that film because I, I don't think I've made a better film yet. This was really? Yeah, yeah, Braids on the Bald Head? Yeah, Braids on the Bald Head. Um... <clears throat> But I mean, like, Genevieve would have things to say <laughs> about that. Would she? Ketensha should look for you. Probably. <laughs> to uh, explain yourself. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I feel like if you watch the films, like, because I watch, I watch the films over and again, and like, I see it. I see where the, the good ideas and the good intentions just mm. had some falter in execution to a certain mm. extent. I know I'm also very hard <clears throat> on myself. Yeah um for whatever damn reason um and i also need to cut myself slack give credits and whatnot but then I, i'm also very practical and realistic on mm. on what the realities are and the expectations are and obviously like if this is something that you know you are excellent and can be excellent at mm. you also are should be able to self-assess mm. and be critical because yeah. like you deserve to be to a certain extent good mentality right there exactly mm. um, so it's safe to say that braids on a bald head which you made in college is your favorite ago. movie 10 years ago that's your favorite movie you've made that i've made of your yes okay. oh definitely it's on record yeah. okay oh yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 okay it's okay. very so it's very strange and like and i have that thing and 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 it's a bit difficult and, and i know like so the dop on that was clarence clarence peters mm. and we've been wanting to work together again but it's, it's strange about life and i know that he also had that thing where he'd do a video and i would like call him and be like yo shit that uh, that shit is mad and it's like he's also very critical of himself mm-hmm. like just like oh no like i, I know he's it's hard for him to say who he actually likes mm-hmm. work that he's done and that he's put out mm-hmm. um yeah, and it's, I don't know what exactly it is. I, I, I don't know if it's like um, that fear of what people think about the work you've done, that mm. cringe that you have when mm. you <clears throat> see a scene that you'd mapped out so well in your head, but for whatever reason, whether mm. the script still needed, or that scene needed another go mm, in the script mm, stage, mm, or mm, mm, mm. on the day they were just 
logistical challenges because what we say about filmmaking, which is which is something that's just very interesting, like it's mm. it's such an interdisciplinary um, endeavor. Like you're yeah, looking at the creative, stroke artistic side of getting people to emote mm. and to deliver lines in a certain way. So if there's theater and, and, and the arts there, you're looking at the very technical side of what camera does and the type mm. of photography, the kind of lights you need to use, mm. um, your the, angles the in which you're going. And then you're looking at the business aspect of it, publicity, mm. marketing, keeping logistics. a proper image, logistics of scheduling. Mm. So like, especially for like feature films, like scheduling, even series do the same mm. thing, scheduling, because you have like, Different, sorry, different um, components that you're scheduling and also different departments. I mean, to crew to a certain extent, you know, they will kind of remain consistent. But yeah, scheduling actors to be in the right locations and mm. having the right costumes, you know, that kind of thing. And then if a character needs to shave his head at a certain point in time in the story, you know, you want to shoot everything that has his hair on mm, mm. before you shoot everything else that has it, you know, like, yeah. and making sure that, okay, this actor is available and this actor is available and in case you run over, mm-hmm. how you compensate. So it's, it's a dancing game. Um, and all of and this falls on the shoulders of the director. No, 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 no. Thankfully not. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but obviously at the, at the heart of it, the director has to inspire everybody mm-hmm. to a large extent to be able to work at their optimum best. Yeah, yeah. And it makes a better filming or shooting environment. It makes a better film ultimately. Yeah. But obviously, like, the production department should handle all the logistics. So that's, like, the producer, the production manager, line producer, production coordinator, assistant. Yeah. And then the first assistant director, assistant director. But then in terms of making sure that performances come to life, in terms of saying, okay, you know what, we, we don't necessarily need to do it this way. Mm. We can do it this way. Mm. Uh, oftentimes, that's the director's input in terms of creative. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. creative direction. expression yeah. and the creative you know, direction of the film. Yeah. But you know what, though? <clears throat> I just I picked something up, you know, between you and CP, Clarence Peters, mm. you know, talking about how you guys don't maybe not satisfied mm. about your work, and I cannot I can't relate. I think for me I'm I'm personally over that, mm. you know, that kind of thing where a creative is like in two minds about his work or doesn't like kind of like fully mm. like what he does. Like as a creative myself. I got over that maybe some years ago and I read that balance where I feel like, you know, one, the, the, the goal is not perfection, you know, you, you do the best you can with what you're given and then you just like it So when, because it's you, it's when, yours. When does that, um, I, I, and I hear the argument for the goal is not perfection and, and to a certain extent I do mm. agree, but then at what point in time does the goal is not perfection become an excuse for mediocrity? See, that's, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you do what you can. Again, you at do what, what point you... in time mm-hmm. does the goal is not perfection become an excuse for mediocrity? But it's never an excuse for, for mediocrity. You don't think? No. It, well, it depends on who you ask. It depends on who is no, the no, person no. doing I mean, the like, work. At the end of the day, as in, like, as I say, <clears> you ask self. You know, mm-hmm. and it's this self-assessment of the work. As mm-hmm. in, like, you look at it and you say, okay, look, given the circumstances, mm-hmm. I did the best that could be done. But at a certain point in time, you also have to accept the best is not good enough. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And so if you say the best is not good enough, mm-hmm. like, and as you said, the, the goal is not perfection. As in, like, not good enough mm. 
is in some cases, some cases, yeah. mediocre. Yeah. And in the giving yourself that reason mm-hmm. of the goal is not perfection, that becomes the, I suppose, like the, the validation yeah. for not good enough. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Well, when you, when you put it like that, I can see where you're coming from. But for me, the way I see it is that obviously you want to be as good as you possibly can. At every, no matter what you do, you know, and then you go in there with that mindset, and eventually something comes out. Sometimes you have no control of it, and something comes out. Now you have to live with that, and you have to like, you know, it's it's, it's like lo- loving yourself. Do you do you do you do you say sometimes you have no control of it? Sometimes I you have like to... I feel like obviously like there is your sphere of no. Sometimes just... you have to live with the limits mm. of your skill Fair enough. until you get better because you know that this is not. Your, your 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 limit your level yeah but that 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 in itself that's naturally can cause a dissatisfaction it can but then you don't want to hold yourself hostage every time you do something you don't like of course you get you want to be able to, it's like it's like hitting yourself every time you make a mistake mm. you know no one wants to be that self-loathing yeah, person so yeah let's let's separate self-loathing from from for lack of a better term self-improvement mm-hmm I feel like when you say self-improvement, you have to know what exactly it is that you're mm-hmm. improving. Yeah. You understand? And you cannot know without being properly self-critical. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, like, I'm, 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 I'm happy with that, especially as you said, like, you're past yeah. that. Yeah. To pass that stage of not, I suppose, like, at the heart of it, just... Like, being, I can look being, back on something critical. I've done. Yeah. Being critical, I mean, I can, and this is the thing: it's not, it's not necessarily condemning or distancing myself mm. or yourself from the work. Mm. It's just knowing that the work wasn't good enough for, yeah, you know that kind of thing, and yeah. and rightfully so. Like, it's not a scenario where, I mean, like for me, I, but I, you, you can love it when I say perfectness. That's what I'm saying. Oh no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I, as in, like, but the, at the same time too, it can also pinch you in a way, you know that kind of thing. And I, I feel like everybody reacts to their work. In, their, in, a, in a different way, you know, that kind of thing. Well, I guess it depends on what your goal is as a, as a creative. You get it. Some people are just... Like, the joy is in, is in, the, is in the process. The joy is in the, is in the... I get to do this and do it. You know, you, I get to do this. I get to, you get to create movies for a living. You get what I'm saying? Like, that is a place of enviable, like, privilege. I get to make movies. Mm. So what? There are a million other filmmakers in Nigeria. But it's not about them. I, understandably so. It's mm. not about them. But at the same time, it also is about them. Because they're operating in the market that this is, some, in some way or form, this is also the reality. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. If you're in a forum and you're talking about your compares, if you're mm. talking about your colleagues, mm. you know that kind of thing. If, there's been a lot of criticism yeah. in the film industry mm-hmm. in general. I think it's literally one of the shining lights in, in the country mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Yeah, of with course. All the fuckery that's going on oh, for sure. in the country. But yet, it's still not reaching its potential. Mm-hmm. Can I love it and criticize it at the same time? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. In fact, the criticism from love is even the most important. Yeah. And it's similar with, with my work to yeah. a certain extent. And I mm-hmm. imagine to a lot of creatives, their mm-hmm. work, mm-hmm. that you criticize out of love. That you know that okay, you know what you spent you spent time. Mm-hmm. I spent time writing the script. I spent time sitting down on set for 
18 hours at a time, mm. you know, that kind of thing, blood, sweat, and fucking tears mm. to create this. Mm. And then even at the end of it, you know that, okay, you know, it could be better. And it mm. could be better within the certain parameters. Mm. And you identify it. Yeah. And you're real with it. Mm. There's no... Yeah. And it's from, as I said, it's from a place of love. No, mm. There's no way I distance any of yeah. the, myself from any of the work I've done. Mm. Will I be critical about, oh, this and this could have been better? Absolutely. Of course. Uh, you know? Yeah. I, I, because, like, it, it's the only way that I can literally... And especially because, like, a lot of the work that I do, I want to claim... Mm. Um, and, and to a certain extent, not even just claiming it, it is like a mirror to society. Mm -hmm. So if I'm able to say, okay, you know, I'm creating work that is critical to mm -hmm. society, I also have to self-evaluate to a certain extent. Makes sense, okay. But, I mean, like this. Just to be clear, I'm not arguing against self-evaluation. Yeah, I don't know. I, okay. I understand. I understand. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah then, then that's cool. Who, who would you say is the most famous person you ever met? Wow. Who's the most famous person I ever met? John Boyega is the most famous I ever met. Oh, that's cool. Was he cool? He was very cool. Oh, he was so cool. Oh, that's nice. In fact, people actually thought we were besties at the event because oh, no. how cool. What event was it? It was um this play network um dinner. They had a dinner for him. They invited him. Oh, nice. Time. So I was privileged to be there and. Uh, you know, we hit it off. Mm. So, imagine if filmmaking got banned today. Yes. What else could you do? Man. Why, why would it get banned? I'm just, I'm just trying to know, like, what else you're good at? Or what, what, else, what else you have in your back pocket that people don't know? You know, we all know. Man, I'm not, I'm not, unfortunately, you know, which is sad. I'm not, I, I wouldn't even know. You wouldn't know? Yeah, I wouldn't know. Like, I'm really, I'm truly, like, I'm not a, oh, I'm dabbling into many different things, and sadly, my life is, like, almost more, like, mono, mono lane. Okay, okay, let's say filmmaking wasn't banned, mm -hmm. right? But then... There's no market for you're, films again. No, 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 Can't no, make no. a living. No, 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 not even that. Just be poor and destitute. <laughs> Shit. Even if there's no market, it's still the Shit. joy. I think, I think there's still, like, some joy you can derive from just doing stuff that you're good at. But mm -hmm. that aside, like, what are, what are, what things do you enjoy doing that doesn't have to be filmmaking? I mean, it's like computers. Although I feel like I'm incredibly rusty at this point in time. Because before, I used to be very, like, interested in this kind of, like... You guys know me as the host of this amazing podcast. But when I'm not podcasting, I run a creative agency that builds brands and creates experiences for businesses. It's called Avo Creative. As a business owner, you're competing with hundreds of other businesses who offer similar products and services. If you're going to stand out, you're going to need a well-defined brand that connects deeply with your audience. This is where we come in. We are the creative upper class. When it comes to ideas, we're in a different tax bracket. We help our clients build their business brands using a combination of strategy and creativity to astonishing effect. So if you're an entrepreneur, experienced or just starting out, visit our website, avocreativehouse.com. That's avocreativehouse.com. Let's make magic together. But this is in two of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so a lot of my guests always come back to women. Women are really, you know, their energy is just trying to burst out somewhere. Mm -hmm. 
And you know, you mentioned yin yang, mm -hmm. and I feel like <clears throat> for a long time, the world has been operating on the yang of things. Mm. Let's say men are yang, women are, are yin. Mm. And when, when that happens, there's what imbalance mm -hmm. and disharmony. Mm. So it's about time women like brought their own energy to the table and to complete things mm -hmm. so that you know, the world can really move forward. I feel like the world is actually suffering the way it's suffering mm -hmm. because there's just that imbalance in terms of women's voices, energies, mm. you know, women entering the spaces that their energy is needed. Mm. And you find that countries that do well have mm -hmm. women active mm -hmm. in some way. It doesn't, matter, it doesn't mean that they, they have to be, you know, doing the same job as men do, mm. but the, the barriers they have are the contribution. Not, the barriers are not there. Yeah. Are not there. So it's, it's, it's a society where you're allowed to just choose, mm. you mm -hmm. know, and let the chips fall where they may. Mm -hmm. But in a, in, a, in, a, in a society where there's like that tyrannical intention to keep a certain gender down, mm. that, that society is never... A good one for anyone even mm -hmm. if whether you're a man or a woman mm -hmm. you get so i can totally absolutely i completely agree with that and, and, and i mean like i feel like the um and i, and I love working with like just smart um assertive women um because like i feel like especially for men and this is now going to just turn into a feminine side of things but i feel like mm -hmm. we need to listen to women more oh yeah i feel like the way the world is changing and obviously becoming more open um, because like one of the things that has remained constant in, <clears throat> over the course of history to a certain extent in multiple societies in the west and here is patriarchy yeah um, and obviously because women are getting more educated and the opportunities for them they are taking them not like that we're giving them they're mm. taking it mm. and more especially in the film industry in nigeria mm. um, it's also good to see the challenges that they go through and they face yeah. and just the things that we don't think of as yeah. men. You don't think of someone asking you to sleep with you because you want a job yeah. right now. It's, it's a different type of power play or power dynamic. Yeah. And the same thing for running for office and mm -hmm. all of those kind of things. It's just the restrictions oftentimes like, like and, and the discrimination mm. particularly that women face. Mm. Is, and what is worse is just how much we as men are not aware of yeah. this. Yeah, I haven't been aware for and, a while. And ignore, and ignore it. Mm. But, but I, I think like, it's very, very important. It's very, very important to listen. It's very, very important to also pay attention. Like, like yeah. You know what I've been learning more of? Oh. The female body. Okay. When, when women <clears throat> sit down and maybe on Twitter or just one-on-one, -on -one, they're talking about the experiences of menstruation and mm. how it like, it's hell on earth you know going through that every mm, month mm. and then you now take that add to the discrimination they go through mm -hmm. add to whatever else the extras decide like God, it's, it's you know what's even worse is how for a long time men have also dictated what should happen with a woman's body that too you know just just the warped nature of of what the world and and like the fact that it's even still an issue in some mm. of the most developed countries in the world i mean yeah. like still having that whole debate in in the states earlier this year yeah um the fact that men are trying to decide like how you don't know what it is like as you talk about to yeah. have a period I and mean, to have it every, every goddamn month to do it to be fucking you know that kind of thing like it's 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 and that respect oftentimes it's just not given for that. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned, we, we, on top of that, you still have the discrimination. On top of that, you still have the objectification. Mm -hmm. Like... 
Nah, you I know? mean, like, I, but obviously, like, it's, it, it's, it's, I, I'm glad. And this is the thing about what I talk about, like, like mm. uh, technology and advancement mm. and, like, just even, like, the growth and civilization, the fact yeah. that you're con- more conscious of this mm. and you're more conscious of this, like, opening the sphere of your, your knowledge and your, your influence, you know, mm. that kind of thing. Mm. But as I said, it's a worldwide problem. It's a worldwide phenomenon. Obviously, mm. we here in Nigeria, and especially like northern Nigeria, it's still many problems. Many, oh, many, 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 many problems. But I feel mm. like it's conversations that need to be had, you know, mm. that kind of thing. Like, mm. let women, let a woman be able to decide what she wants to do with her body, mm. who she wants to be with, who she wants to have sex with, um, and all of that. Like, mm. oh, the whole white garment, like, just treat them as a human being that yeah. have as complex and as um, real and and, and, <coughs> and valid mm. um, reasons for, for their actions. That is not just, you know, that thing, oh, now woman, now woman. Mm. That, like, like that thing often irks me. Like, and as I said, I, I wasn't very conscious of this until like more recently. Like, what does it mean to say, now, you know what? Now woman? It's, it's bullshit. What's your legacy? What do you What's want, my legacy? What do you want to be known for? Man, I'm too young to know that. So. Too young? Yes, yeah, so. Yes, yeah, so. Hmm. That's, a, that's an easy way to cop out. You know, you, everyone, have, you have at some point have an idea of what you're trying to leave behind. Because you've been doing this. You already, you, you, no, you have the skills. I mean, like, I feel like you, you, Yeah, I feel like it changes. Okay. And it changes the more you know about yourself and the more you know about the world. And also the more you know about your place and all of it. Okay. Like, okay, yeah. If <clears throat> Obviously, to a certain extent, I, I think about the legacy I want to live behind and what I want to be known for and the rest. But then I also know that I've not in any way, shape or form reached where I envisaged, you know, that kind of thing. And... The more I live life and the more I become more aware, acutely aware of all just the reality of life and mm. the complexity of life, mm. um, the more the more I um Okay, that's fair. Yeah, the more I realize it's like how you talk about knowledge, the more you know, the more you realize how much you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. like in terms of legacy now, my thirties by the time I'm in my 40s, my legacy, in terms of legacy, mm. could change. Mm, I mean, it could mm, remain mm. the same, but it could change. If, when in my 50s, the same thing. Mm. In my 70s, if I, if I do get to live that long, that also changes. In fact, because that one now also becomes more apparent. Mm. You understand? At, at the heart of it, I'm working to be the best version of myself that I can that's be. Um, that's the good mentality right there. And, and that's that's... Yeah, that, that's the best version of myself that I can be. But that's, yeah, yeah, that's 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 that's, that's legacy right there. Yeah. Mm, yes and no, because like, at the heart of it too is like it's there's also legacy being also very specific, very specific in the term in terms of uh, whether it's humanitarian work you want to do, whether it's it's philanthropy in a very specific way, so mm-hmm. it's like uh, healthcare or. In, in, but as I said, like I feel like there's still so much to do to also build that legacy. Mm. You know, you know that kind of thing. There's yeah, just, yeah. just so much. And I'm still in the doing phase. Yeah, yeah, of course. 
and not in the part where I need to now start organizing <coughs> and reflecting on what it is that I have done. Yeah. Um, which is what I can say, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go, what's your creative ideal? So I feel like, to a certain extent, obviously, it's instinct. Okay. Um, like when you're editing a film, yeah. there's there's beats to it. There's, yeah. a, there's a way that you say, okay, you want the shot to have stayed mm. this long or, you mm. know, trim it down. And it's often instinct. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then obviously, like, because it's such a collaborative medium, it's not as singular as, oh, yeah. say, writing is. Yeah. Like if I'm an author, yeah. very likely, I mean, like, it is, even though for that, for that too, to a certain extent, you have an editor yeah. that helps rein you in. Yeah. But, it is the purest expression and, and form of, yeah. Um, and I think it's finding balance with those two, finding mm. balance with your instinct and the suggestions from your collaborators. Mm. Because at the heart, at the end of the day, I feel like the the best form of or the best version of say like a project that you're working on, especially if it's film or TV, mm. is one that has a very strong vision mm. and also very strong collaborators. Yeah. Um, and then you have to defer a lot of that trust to your collaborators. Mm. So it's also, I, I feel like that's that's the main, you you want to make sure that this is some, and obviously it's also a test of how the audience is also going to respond. Yeah. Because you're not necessarily making this for yourself. Of course. You're not going to sit down in your house and just watch it. It's, I see. It's, it's, it's bullshit. I'm getting you. Getting so you yeah. have to make it for a wider audience and mm. your first test on the wider audience is mm. obviously your collaborators mm. and you have to listen to what they're saying and what they feel like is the heart of the story and, and mm. how it's working mm. versus what you feel is the heart of the story and how mm. it's working uh what do you think is the, the secret to creativity ah <sighs> man this is an extent fearlessness fearlessness and, yeah? yeah fearlessness and meticulousness yes like fearlessness is too vague like people who are fearless don't usually like i think so i think i was sharing kind of saying like everybody is born creative yeah and obviously like just life squeezes all of that out of you yeah whether it's your parents telling you you need to do things a certain way your teacher telling you you need to do things a certain way mm. but like everybody's an artist mm. once you are and and I, I i believe that there's a certain fearlessness that comes with just pursuing what your thoughts are, your ideas and your actions are, in spite of what society is dictating, in spite of what your finances or what the financial reality is dictating. But but I think what you're describing is artistry, not creativity. Because I think, because... Well, that's why I said fearlessness and meticulousness. You have to be meticulous in what it is that you're trying to be creating, what you're trying to create. Mm. You get... Because artistry comes from a point of creativity now. Artistry to a large extent is mastering your creativity. Now everybody's creative. Now you're only interested in those that have been able to master it a certain way. You're only talking to me now because I've made films. I've been able to create in mm. a very specific direction. You get what I'm saying? So that that's that's so even when you're talking about creativity, it's still ordered creativity. It's creativity that has been honed and 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 directed order, order order in my in my yeah it's chaos but then mm -hmm. it's very hard for chaos to create do you get i can't tell you that i created from chaos i'll create from order which is why i tell you in in terms of the words and the semantics it, that's why i was particular about it you you 
cannot create from chaos. Like if you enter a house and you say, I enter the house and it's chaos. Mm-hmm. That's not a good thing. No, but, but even though there, there can be good things formed in it in terms of that kind of, oh, the explosion and whatnot. And, and, and mm. I hear you in terms of, as I said, the yin and yang nature of things and in terms of how the world is, and nature in particular, that mm. nature exists in a combination of order and chaos, constantly evolving and revolving. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. And as I said, like even in terms of creativity now, I, I cannot create out of chaos. I need to order. Like as when I throw my thoughts and my ideas in the in the on the on the on the board, the only way it can come to a script is when I order it. And I order the words to form sentences, the sentences to form paragraphs, paragraphs are pages. Yes, sir. But on the board is the chaos. It's the expression that is the order. Yes. One cannot exist without the order, but then uh, one cannot exist without the order. But then the process requires Mm. one to be created. Exactly. Mm Do you okay, understand? Okay, okay, okay. And not necessarily chaos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because there are people that order from start to finish. Mm-hmm. There are people that do their, their index cards as they start it. And, and as I said, mm-hmm. you, you, even just the, as, in terms of the words, you, you enter a mm-hmm. house and it's order. You know exactly what it means. And it means something good, something positive. You enter mm-hmm. a house and it's chaos. It means something bad, something negative. Mm-hmm. And that's why I had the problem with those, with those categories. Okay, okay, so from, from that perspective, to, yes. But back to creativity, as I said, in terms of creativity and what you're referring to, I imagine what you're asking, is ordered creativity. It's, mm. it's, it's creativity that you're used to create because like having it in your head mm. as an idea mm. is beautiful until you do it. Yeah. You understand? Mm. And in the process of doing it, you also realize how difficult it is, how much you have to strive to express it and all of those kind of things. Mm. And that's what I mean by fearlessness. Fearlessness on the first part, to do it, to mm. take the absurdity that is in your mind or your head and say, okay, you know what? Mm. And then meticulousness mm. in terms of making sure that that madness or that absurdity that mm-hmm. is in your head mm-hmm. makes sense and is accessible mm. to other people. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Mr. Sheba. Sir. Cerebral. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just we're just managing. Don't be humble now. You don't we're get to be humble managing. now. We're just managing. Mm-mm. Look, see the thing about it is that like at the end of the day, nobody knows shit. Nobody knows fuck all. Nobody knows. As much as as much as you you and this is the thing that like, I, I tell like especially if I if I'm doing like a master class or whatever, especially on screenwriting, like I just say that like, you don't we don't know like you. And I say again, I'm fortunate to go to school and and to learn, and I see the value inherently Mm -hmm. in all of that. But Mm -hmm. I've also seen how people have broken barriers Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. have completely gone against the grain Mm -hmm. and have achieved amazing and incredible results. Some deliberately, some by just pure happenstance. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I suppose like just an appreciation for that is at the heart of it and appreciation for the fact that it's many different ways to arrive at a certain result yeah and oftentimes the process is the process is the process mm. um and oftentimes the reason why a lot of people fail is because either they're not respecting the craft or they're not being conscious of what it you excuse me what it takes yeah but sometimes people who have the best intentions have the best education and qualifications but they still fail mm. 
You understand? So it's also the randomness of life. And it's an appreciation of all of that. And, and just appreciation of the fact that look, if you are given a gift, if you are do have your four legs, I mean your your four limbs, your mm, hands mm, and your mm, legs, mm. and you have a functioning faculty, you know that kind of thing. You have the opportunity to mm. have um, a oh. decent education. It's like Bill Gates says, like eighty percent of human beings, their lives are completely dependent on where they are born. Yeah, yeah. You understand? Mm. It, I may not have this, the, the same quality of life I'm living now if I was born in Somalia or in Sierra Leone. But in the same weekend, I would not have the same quality of life if I was born in Finland or Denmark. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. get what I mean? But you just try to make the most out of yeah. whatever it is that you're given. Mm. So it's that's the next time. That's what's up, man. That's it, man. And that's that's really the, the good mentality. Like when you just stop stop complaining, stop, you know, dwelling on the things you don't have and just do what you get just do what you gotta do. Just man. do it, man. Just do it. And then last yeah. last in the act of doing it, you die and then that's it, you just go, bruh. You get it. You don't believe in the afterlife. You don't believe that's heaven. I think the afterlife is I, I don't I you know, I don't know what to believe. All I know is that all I know is that I'm here. Mm. The, the the moment is what matters you know living living so when you're not here anymore what happens what do you think happens all that series what i've left behind that's what i asked you about legacy that's what mm. i'm like doing i've left this behind this is what's going to live on after after me or you know or if if it so happens that there's an afterlife they will deal with that when we get there but so no one, you don't uh, do you believe in god or? i believe in god but how how I believe in, I believe that God is not. Is that a rosary? No, it's not a rosary. What is it? It's just a just a bracelet, just a necklace. Okay. Nothing. nothing. Yeah, go on. Sorry. Yeah. So I believe that that God is is here, and like and what is here is everywhere. Here he's pointing at his chest. His yes, heart. in my heart. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm. You know. Yeah. So after life, I don't know, man. We'll figure out when we get there, but, you know, life can be, if you focus on it, life can be pretty good or pretty bad, hell or heaven, depending on how you see it. Not even what you have, but just how you see it. Because for you, like, as you are right now, you really, like, some kind of, you have some, some kind of acceptance of, you know, where you are, what you can do, and where you want to go. Like, your head is straight. You're not really... <laughs> Yeah, but you you, you you figured it out to some extent. You get what I'm saying? Mm. But some people else, someone, someone else in your position mm. would kill themselves tomorrow or, unless you have thoughts of killing yourself because, you know, the fourth public does not, like, look the way you thought it would look, you yeah, know? Yeah, saying it like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know, man, but, you know, it's, for me, it's, 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 it's all about inside out, man. It's not outside in. Inside out. God is, God is right here in me. And every day I do what I'm doing, I'm a manifestation of, of the presence of God, the image of God. That's it. The Young God Podcast, bro. On that cherry note. You're a witness. It's good to have you, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. And, uh, man, I'm honored. Nah, man, for real. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe, share, and follow me on IG at the Young God Pod.
and on Twitter at I am the young god. Slide in my DMs anytime, send me a message, comment on my post, and I'll be happy to hear from you. I'll respond and let's build a community of people who are just doing the most, trying to be better, working on excellence, and are just dope, yo. From one god to another, Rodney out.